The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I love China. Anna will be applying the possession makeup and painting most of it. Well, today we're going to bald cap you, and you're going to have a wig. Anna knows horror, and she's really good at application. Pull these up a little bit. And because there aren't that many pieces for the possession makeup, I'm having her focus on making sure everything is blended down perfectly. I want to do a great job. I really want Rob to succeed. I want to see these makeups look gorgeous and terrifying and amazing on film. Welcome to a brand new horror hookup brought to you by Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Maddie. And if you've never listened to a horror hookup before, this is an episode of the podcast where we talk to people who work in the genre, whether that's horror or LGBTQ advocacy, or sometimes both. Uh, we've talked to actors, authors, directors, and even ghost hunters. Today in this hookup, we are talking to a special effects artist superstar, Anna Callie. Anna, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, Anna, we're so excited about this. Um, especially me, I'm I'm a, I'm a big theater geek, so like makeup stuff and just all of all of the other stuff besides acting always gets me going too. So this is going to be a fun conversation. Yes. Um, so Anna, we always start out our, our horror hookups just getting an understanding of our guests' history with horror. Did you grow up liking horror movies? And if you did, what are some of your favorites? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I am a horror lady. Um, my my first movie was The Exorcist when I was six years old. Um, so I have been a straight up horror chick ever since. Um, I've been watching horror movies my whole life. Um, my apartment is filled with, you know, horror posters. I go to conventions. I meet all the actors, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely in this world. Um, some of my favorites. Oh God. Um, it's always the hardest question. We understand. <laughs> it is the hardest, you know, exorcist was my first, although it's not my favorite. It's, it's not an easy one to just pop on and, you know, <laughs> no, it's watch, <laughs> you know, um, anything eighties, obviously, um, return of the living dead, yeah. night of the creeps, um, I love night of the creeps, night of the demons, you know, really anything eighties. That's oh, that's awesome. awesome. So Anna, how did you get into this line of work? Was, was it because of your love of horror? Did that kind of lead you into makeup and special effects? You know, I, I always wanted to be an artist of some sort, but living in Chicago, I never put two and two together that, okay, I like horror movies and I can also work on horror movies. It just never clicked. I didn't know anybody who works on movies. I, I just really... You know, I didn't grow up. A lot of special effects makeup artists, they all kind of have the same story. They grew up reading Fangoria's and, you know, they saw all the effects guys in Fangoria and they knew that they wanted to do that and make the monsters. And I unfortunately didn't have that growing up. Um, I was the only one that I really knew that was into this stuff. Um, so I didn't really figure out until, you know, 
early, late, late teens, early adults that this was a job I can do. Mm. Um, I always wanted to be a makeup artist. As I started getting older, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm really into like fashion and, you know, music videos were big at the time. And I'm like, you know, being a makeup artist would be a cool job to have. Um, and it still didn't click right away that I can do special effects for movies. Um, and then, you know, once I got a little bit older and I started kind of getting like DVDs and started getting Fangoria's and just kind of started, you know, realizing I'm like, oh, wait, this is an actual job. People go on set and they create these things. And yeah. I don't have to be a fashion makeup artist for runways. I can, you know, go be a makeup artist and make monsters and literally just work in the world that I love. It's the kind of runway that we like, runways with monsters. Exactly. You know? So as soon as as soon as I realized that was a job, I halted everything and um, I, you know, pursued this in any way I could um, from that moment on, and I haven't stopped since. So, so where did you get your um, training? Like, where did you did you go to a, a special school for this, or did this just kind of evolve out of? Because we know, you know, you know, a little bit of breaking the fourth wall, but you know, we know you from our friend Casey, who you worked with at a salon right. when you were an esthetician. Um, did you then go to a special effects school here in Chicago? What was that process like? So I went the the whole the whole reason I even ended up in salons is because I went to a school here for makeup. Cause again, I just always wanted to be a makeup artist and it kind of led me to the salon world and I started making money and it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I did tour a couple schools in California cause I was dead set on moving to LA. I'm like, I'm going to go to school in LA. All the big makeup effects schools are there. Um, I love LA. I love California. So I'm like, that, you know, it's Hollywood, I'm going to go there. So I toured a couple schools there and they were just so pricey. I mean, really expensive. And, you know, I was still a little young and, you know, that kind of detoured me a little bit. So I started do, I started researching on my own. I started reading anything I could read, watching anything I can watch. Um, I started going to makeup shows and conventions and, um, there was, I was lucky there was some, special effects classes that were like popping up in the Chicagoland area. Um, nothing big, um, but I started taking those. I even went to travel to California and took like a five day effects class there. Um, but I never actually went to a traditional special effects school. I kind of just did everything on my own as best I could taking as many classes that I could take here and just practicing on my own and building connections. And I took it from there. It's it's very Midwestern of you. I know, I know. <laughs> so Anna too, you know, but like I said in, in the the early part of the interview, I'm, I'm a bit of a theater nerd, and I was trained in theater in in college. Um, and one thing that I really love about um, artists in in the field, whether whether it's in theater, whether it's in film, or you know, whether it's in dance or really whatever, is um, how you come to choices that you make with makeup or with fight direction or with choreography. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you can tell our audience a little bit about those choices that you make as a makeup artist when you're creating a character. Well, so being a makeup artist, especially for even theater, but you know, film and television, it's not so much my choices as it is productions choices. Sure. Um, a lot of times you are, 
um, handed um, concepts and you are handed designs and you know you have to create from there and even going a step further if you're not in charge or if you're not the effects designer or supervisor, you know, you're not really making those choices. The people above you are. Um, There are times where, you know, the production or the directors will look at you and be like, okay, um, we're using this gun. They're getting shot this part of their body. Like, how do you think the blood would, you Mm. know, spatter? Um, So there are times where, you know, you, you do have to think about like, where is, you know, where is this person getting hurt? What are they getting hurt by? Are they getting bitten? Are they getting shot? Are they getting stabbed? What would happen to this part of the body um, if they got stabbed, you know, in the stomach, you know? So we have, you know, we kind of dictate a little bit on that end. Um, But as far as creating like an iconic character or a creature or, um, you know, anything like that for a movie or a TV show, sometimes you're just handed it and this is what you yeah. have to create yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's so interesting to hear because you know I, I think a lot of folks just watch a movie they don't always consider like how intentional everything really is like you said somebody's getting shot in this part of their body the blood has to go somewhere what does that look like and it's just i don't know it's, it's really incredible to hear from artists about how they spend time making those those intentional things happen. Oh yeah, and I mean and then the research that you have to do to create something especially realistic, you get away with a little bit more when it's um, you know, fantasy or a creature, but especially any sort of trauma or realistic, you know, yeah. effect that you have to do, you know, some of the research that we have to do in creating these things is is really really gruesome and and really hard to look at actually. Um, we always joke like the FBI is going to come after us, like with with our like browser history and all the things we have to look up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and now, I was first introduced to you when you appeared on season ten of Face Off, which I was obsessed with. Face Off on, on the Sci Fi Channel. Um, listeners that are not familiar, um, this was a competition show where special effects artists would compete in a series of challenges uh, where they would have to. Um, kind of come up with a theme. Of, they would be given a theme of the week, and the artists would create unique characters using their imaginations, as well as a very well stocked warehouse of silicones, foams, makeup, you know, the, et cetera. Um, Anna, how, how was this experience for you, and was it as stressful as it looked? Um, you know, I it wasn't as stressful for me. I went in. Um, knowing that I just, I really just wanted to have fun and a great experience. I was just, I just felt so fortunate to even be on the show. I was a little bit nervous that it was going to come to an end. You know, I was on season 10. So I was like, I have to get on this. Um, You know, it's such a great platform to kind of showcase, you know, what you do and shine a light on this part of the industry. Um, But as far as being nervous, um, I wasn't really nervous. I really had a blast on it. Um, and maybe I should have been a little bit more nervous. Maybe I could have made it a little (laughs) further along. Um, but you know, um, it is stressful. The, the frame that you're under is really stressful. You have to make decisions immediately. If you make the wrong decision or the wrong choice, you kind of just have to go with it. You don't really have time to change your mind. Um, and everything's really, really fast. The days are really long. Um, Then you have a camera crew that's just on you all the time. You know, so it's stressful in that sense. But I personally had a blast on it. Oh, that's awesome. 
I, I think like one of my highlights is where the host retweeted me on Twitter. So Mackenzie. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Mackenzie um, is so, a literal angel. Yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> and I always liked when her father would come on. Too, yes. So. <laughs> um, so on your time in face off, do you have, cause it, it kind of unique to your season. I think there were a lot of pair ups in your season. I know that this happens you know, in every season, but it just felt like in season 10, there were a lot of pair ups. But was there a time on face off, where you were very impressed with your own work? And like, what was maybe your your favorite creature that you helped create on that show? Ooh, um, I think it was um, episode two, me and my friend and partner on that episode was um, Mel. And we had to create like a whimsical, um, a whimsical character out of just an everyday like object. So we, we ended up getting a watch or we, I think we picked a watch. Um, and cause my thought was, you know, the numbers, you know, we can turn those into kind of, you know, a whimsical kind of clock guy, you know, so we created the watch guard, we called him. And that probably was my favorite because it was out of my comfort zone, for sure. I'm, like I said, a horror girl, you know, so um, I was really proud of us for creating something that was cute and fun. Mm -hmm. And um, we ended up winning that challenge, too. Um, And, you know, I think it was a fan favorite, too. Uh, So I was I was most impressed by that one because it was so out of my comfort zone but in the end it just was and the the model that we had just killed it on stage so that was probably my favorite awesome well we are very proud that you represented chicago on that show yes (laughs) shy town represent and now also anna bouncing around in a couple of projects you've worked on yeah um and bringing it back to the exorcist which you mentioned at the very start of the interview um we know that you worked on the tv show and many of our listeners know the exorcist is my absolute favorite of all time um so it's exciting to talk about this how did it feel to be working on a show like that with such legendary beginnings Oh my God. Um, well, so I got on the exorcist, um, to be, to be a makeup artist for film and television, you have to be in a union. So you have to be in the union in your particular state. So the union here is different from like the union in LA, let's say. So to be, even be able to set foot on set, you have to get yourself into the union. So I had just gotten into the union when the exorcist came here. Um, so it was one of my very first legitimate, you know, jobs as a union professional makeup artist. Um, So, you know, I was so excited because it felt like it came full circle for me personally. Like I said, my very first introduction to horror was the movie. And now the TV show is filming Mm. here in Chicago and I am on set for it. You know, so it was it was really, really exciting. It really kind of validated all the choices I had made. And, um, you know, like I said, it just came full circle getting to be on that set. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, So speaking of legendary, um, did you get to work with Gina Davis much on the set? And we just know that she's such a powerhouse. We just have to know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't work with her. The makeup department had, you know, worked um, on her. Like I said, I was just in the union. So I was basically brought on to 
um, help with additional makeups, help with some additional special effects makeups. Um, I wasn't really a full timer on The Exorcist, so I didn't do a lot of the principal actors. Um, I unfortunately did not get to work on her, but I was around her a lot and, you know, geeking out internally the whole time, obviously. Um, but she she was amazing. She was amazing to to watch. Yeah, that that show is so underrated. And for the you know, the people that haven't watched it, I, I think it's streaming somewhere now, so you can go back and watch the the first two seasons. But the show was really incredible, to be honest. Yeah, it was it was really cool being on set. Um, you know, seeing seeing um the atmosphere that they would create and actually just being there, um, a lot of overnight shoots, you know, working all night long, sometimes in some actual spooky locations, you know, it was, it was really incredible to be a part of. Unfortunately, season two went to Canada, I believe. Um, so I was only able to be a part of season one. Damn those Canadians. I know. Who do they think they are? So Anna, Um, thinking about you as specifically as a Chicago makeup artist who's worked on so much, uh, so many Chicago shows like Chicago PD recently Fargo. I know you worked on, which just also happens to star my old pal, Ira Amix as Oni Milligan this season. Um, what has it been like for you to watch a city like Chicago grow in popularity in such regular TV shows? And how has that given you opportunities? Oh, my God. I, I'm i so excited because, you know, as I said before, I was like, I have to move to L.A. I have to be in Hollywood. Like, it's it's what am I doing in Chicago if I want to pursue this? And it just, you know, I always knew that the Chicago shows filmed here and there was some movies that had filmed here prior, but it was never it was never a thought of mine that I was going to stay here. And it actually was with the exorcist coming here that, you know, I started realizing more and more, you know, productions were coming here and it kind of snowballed from there. And, um, it's allowed me to not have to move away from home and actually pursue a legitimate professional career in this industry. You know, something that I wanted to do, like, you know, when I was, when I figured out I wanted to do this, I think I was like 18 or 19. And now, you know, just having an actual career in this and watching the city just explode with productions and getting to work on these quality shows and quality movies and, you know, meeting all these actors and, um, you know, just everybody else on set. It's been, it's literally been a dream come true. I sometimes can't even believe that, you know, it's it's actually happening in Chicago the way that it is. That's beautiful. Yeah, production here has just blown up. It feels like yes. uh, it feels like Atlanta like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but um so we know that you were on the makeup crew of the pilot episode of Lovecraft Country, which we are currently watching both of us right now and it's it's honestly a a crazy show if if no one's watching this show it is insane um but uh the pilot episode specifically had some pretty grotesque uh parts in it i'm and i'm not spoiling anything but there were a couple of police officers that get brutally ripped apart (laughs) (laughs) and um looking at your instagram feed it looks like you were part of some of those makeups so what was your kind of your part in creating those those creations yeah so I work um, with a special effects studio here in Chicago, Cozart Studios, um, owned by um, Anthony Cozart. He um, also um, 
you know, was a face-offer. Um, and, you know, I've known him for a long time. And when I got back from face-off, uh, I started working with him. And, you know, we do a lot of the effects for um, a lot of the things that film here. So he got a call to do the trauma effects for the pilot. Um, so working for him, you know, is how I got involved. And we basically created all the pieces and um, all the effects and all the gags at the shop. Um, and once we started filming, we went to set with them. And then I was um, one of the onset makeup artists along with Anthony. He was the effects supervisor for the um, all the trauma effects that we did. Um, so we applied those together on set and um, did the gags for all those as well. So it kind of went hand in hand, starting with the shop all the way to set with them. That's really cool. Um, can you talk a little bit about, um, obviously you said earlier that a lot of it is dictated by production, but were, was there any opportunity to kind of give any creative license to any of those kind of um, creations? Um, not with those two particular. They were they were pretty straightforward. Those were designed by production. They had um, a designer and a concept artist for those two specific gags that we did. Um, so we had to basically create um, create the 3D version from the concepts that were given to us. So there was really not a whole lot of room to be creative. But you know, when it comes to to um, you know, bodies being ripped apart, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward, you know? <laughs> well, you should be very proud because those were pretty awesome. Yeah, thank was, you. Thank incredible. you. So also Anna, we, we know that you can't spoil anything about it, of course, but you worked on the set of the film that I think every single horror fan is going nuts waiting for right now. Yes. As Mia am DeCosta's I. new candy man. Um, so, can you tell us anything about working on that set? And um, and just how did it, I don't know, as a horror fan for you, how did it feel to be working on, on fucking Candyman? Oh, my God. It was... It was a literal dream come true. Um, I, I got wind that Candyman, that, you know, Jordan Peele was going to produce Candyman. Um, and since we had just finished Lovecraft, you know, that was a monkey paw production, which is Jordan Peele's company. They had just filmed here. The original Candyman was filmed in Chicago, set in Chicago. Um, I was just convinced. I'm like, it's coming to Chicago and we're working on it, you know? And <laughs> everybody's like, don't get your hopes up, you know, just cause it's, you know, um, the original was set in Chicago doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, it's coming to Chicago and you know, that's that. And it did. And, you know, and there was, there was no guarantee that I was even going to be on it, you know? Um, but we, we interviewed for the job and we, we obviously got it. And I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. It was an actual dream come true, especially being such a horror movie fan. I had yet to work on a horror movie, you know, Lovecraft was horror. Exorcist was horror, but I'm like, I need to work on a horror movie. It needs to be in theaters. You know, I, I have not gone my whole life pursuing this, um, and just not getting to actually work on an actual horror movie. So it was a, it was a dream. That's Uh, awesome. Hell yes. That's so fucking cool. And, and we saw from your um, Instagram feed that you got to meet Tony Todd. How was that? Yeah, I met Tony Todd at um, a convention. 
I met him at a few conventions, actually. I have a, a bunch of, um, you know, Candyman stuff signed by him. Um, he, Tony Town's amazing. Um, I met him first many, many years ago when I was first starting to get into this, and he actually took the time to talk to me about the industry and was like giving me advice and was so supportive. And I'm just, yeah. And I'm just, you know, a guest in a line paying to, for his autograph, you know, and you know, he talked to me for a really long time and, um, and that was a long time ago, but he was great. And I, I met him again recently at that, uh, at a convention, convention it was, I think at flashback weekend, I'm not really sure. Um, there's so many horror conventions here. Um, but yeah, he, he's so nice. He's such a nice guy. That's awesome. So, so outside of Face Off, because we, we've kind of already hit on that, do you have a makeup or creation that you specifically are really particularly proud of? Oh, my God. Um, like one that you sat back and said, hell yes, I made that. You know, they're all just, they all come with their own set of, challenges and then with that you are proud of you know the final result so I don't you know I think what I don't know if it's a particular makeup but I got the opportunity to work with Jessica Lang in 2017 um, and we turned her into seven influential uh, women in history Um, and Jessica Lang is my all time favorite everything. I mean, she is the Supreme, you know? Um, so, uh, when I got, um, when I got the call that we were going to work on Jessica Lang, I was beyond floored, you know? So that, that day in particular, probably we did seven makeups on her, but that day as a, as a whole might be my absolute favorite job that I've ever done just because I couldn't even believe that I was working on Jessica Lang. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we know too, Anna, that with, with COVID and, you know, Lord knows when this motherfucker will finally end, but <laughs> we know that the whole industry has just been totally rocked. But, um, what's, what's next for you? Are you working on anything currently? Do you have anything coming up? Well, we, had to finish Fargo. So um, I was on Fargo season four when the whole industry and the whole world shut down, really. And we had a couple episodes left to finish. So um, it came back at the end of August, and uh, I worked on finishing the season throughout September. And it went great. Um, No COVID cases, you know, everything, everything went great. Um, and I just finished that not too long ago. So at the moment I'm not currently working on anything. Productions are starting to pick up again. Um, the whole industry has kind of come up with a plan as to how to safely move forward and safely work and, um, continue, you know? Um, so things are starting to pick up again. Um, so we shall see what I will end up on next. God, don't you wish the rest of the world would just follow the industry? <laughs> I know. You know, it, it's crazy. I was I was a little nervous going back, but I, I felt so safe going back on set with everything Good. that they did to keep everybody safe. It was great. That's awesome. So uh, before we end things, where can people find you on the internets? Uh, you know, what's your social media so people can take a look? Because specifically, I was in, I, I found myself scrolling through your Instagram for quite a while. So. Doom scrolling. <laughs> um, well, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter at Anna Callie Makeup. 
Well, Anna, we we've totally enjoyed having you on the show. We've never had a special effects person, so this is quite unique for us. So just learning about your process and about everything that goes on with you, um, we, we really had a great time talking. Oh, my God. I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, as always, we want to end the show while encouraging you to get slayed. U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.